Hello and welcome to Top, the Open Podcast Podcast. Your hosts, Matthias and Wolfgang, will guide you through the ecosystem and the tools and services which make podcasting work. And they'll talk about their open source platform for podcast analytics. Let's dive right in. Hello and welcome everybody to episode number 15 of T.O.P.P., the Open Podcast Podcast. We are back in our studio, in our studios, for lack of a better word. I've been traveling last week and so has Wolfgang. We are back now in our home office and we have a lot to talk about, especially around pitching and explaining a product to an audience. And we also have to talk a lot about failure and our fails to pitch products. Failure is my second name. That's not going to make it into the final cut, but uh, just... <laughs> the good thing is that I'm the editor, right? And I can decide that. <laughs> let, let, me, let me rephrase that. Um, I think failure is not a bad thing as long as you learn something from it. And what we learned last week was that we have to work on our pitch. Where have we been? We've been to Munich, to our second meeting for the MTL Batch 1. Can you quickly explain what MTL stands for and why we were there? The Media Tech Lab is our sponsor. It is a fund that is was created by the German government. And they support us not only with monetary means, but also... By connecting us with people, they have a big network and we can make use of it. So that's the MTL. And what was the reason to travel to Munich? The first time we traveled to Munich was literally just a get-together, meeting everyone that also was part of this batch. But this time around, we thought, hey, let's make something a little bigger. We did not know what to expect. And so we didn't really prepare anything, I guess, at the end of it, that was a good thing because the idea was this time to pitch open podcast and to talk to a couple of people and see if we can connect with them. So it was it was mainly people from the Media Lab. So that's the organization behind the Media Tech Lab. So it's a funding organization. And there's a, there are a lot of people, project managers, program managers. So People who know the media industry, but they weren't podcasters. All right. So think of the following situation. We have five tables. Everyone is presenting their idea to various people. You don't know who you're talking to, first and foremost. Well, initially, at least. And the challenge is to really summarize what your product does. And all of them are open source products. So everyone is sort of in the same boat. Now, in this following situation... When you did your first pitch, Wolfgang, what what did you say and how did people react? So usually what, what I try at the beginning is to check about the background of the person. So just some questions about their podcast listening behavior, for example. So to find a, a connection point to them where they can relate to and then I can segue to our product so that that was always my idea, but that's quite tricky if you have people from completely different areas, different backgrounds. Some listen to podcasts, most of them do, I guess, but not all of them, but they never have this view of the podcaster's side, so how it is to publish and produce a podcast. And what would you say was your biggest mistake? I think I could have spent more time into this introduction to really find out what people know 
because otherwise if you jump too quickly into the details in the technical details you lose people and that's really a problem so you have to stay maybe on the surface give an overview what people can still digest but not go into the technical detail where you just lose the the people who don't know about the pain points that you want to solve because usually only podcasters and agencies know what the problem exactly is that's pretty smart so in the sense asking questions asking about their background and then starting with the pitch one thing i learned from you however is to have multiple connection points that people can attach to so instead of giving them one clear pitch or one clear answer or explanation you would rather give them two three sentences and each one would tackle the problem from a different angle and that was really interesting to see because Usually people find something that piques their interest. Yeah, and the reason for that is that you can have completely different people. Some people, they, for example, VCs, they want to spend money. And for them, it's usually the important thing, what you want to do in the future, right? What your vision is. Maybe another person who just wants to solve a problem, for them, it's important that you really pitch your product that solves the, the pain point for them. So you can pitch a product on different levels. For example, in, in our case with the open podcast analytics platform we can pitch okay you can have the aggregated view on apple and spotify data that's a concrete problem that we want to solve but for a vc that is not a big deal maybe and they want to see a big vision where we want to head to and then you have to start from a completely different angle one thing that i wish i did better was to cater my pitch closer to the audience but not dump it down too much for example i said picture youtube it's a proprietary platform by google and it's controlled by one player and this is the entire video streaming market and at the same time podcasts right now are an open ecosystem with lots of different players but there is a tendency towards closing down this platform from multiple different angles spotify tries it apple tries it and so on And this is dangerous. Well, while this is true, it doesn't really hit the point because people focus way too much on what I said initially, which is YouTube. It kind of stuck out and that was a huge problem. And it's also not that what we exactly solve right now, right? It's one step to a big vision, I would say, to to make it open and to, to provide an open platform. But at the moment, if you then segue to to the connectors that we built to spotify apple people are completely lost because they think about youtube they think about video and maybe the comments but usually they, they don't see the connection to the to the podcast ecosystem and i think that's that's a problem you want it also to to motivate why we do that right but they are then waiting for something else like a, a super big open platform that we built But this is just the first step what we are working on at the moment. True. So for most people, YouTube is a video platform. It's not a social network or a communication channel. It's not a marketplace. It's a very locked down proprietary thing. And people got really hung up on that. And they neglected everything else I said after that. I didn't even get to the connectors or anything other than it's like YouTube, but for podcasting but the analytics part was kind of key and it was really missing so i kind of regret that and this is a thing where a pitch goes wrong on the first sentence because one other thing by the way is that many open core businesses or at least i thought many open core businesses would focus on the open source part of things 
And OSS has many advantages, of course. It's flexible and it provides this flexibility over proprietary solutions, for example. It's more transparent, it's trustworthy, and you can find maintainers more easily. And even if we go away, the product is not going to die because the platform is open. So, But that's already quite technical because usually people don't know that, right? If, if you talk to a product manager, for them, it's, it's not really important. Yeah. For them, it might be important what is, what is the unique selling point, right? And usually for them, it's not open source. Precisely. They always wonder, how can I integrate that with my existing solution? And how will it turn a profit in the end? And how, how can it be beneficial for my users of my platform if I integrate that, for example? So those are the two issues I saw. If you have an individual that doesn't run a podcast, you find yourself in this narrow gap where you have to connect with them first. And they don't really care about the open source part initially. And if you talk to a company, then they also initially don't care about the open source, but what they care about is turning profit, integrations, maintainability. But at least they know the pain because they know how it is to publish podcasts and how cumbersome this whole analytics part is. So for them, it's quite easy to understand, okay, that's the benefit. I see the benefit. That's something that can help my agency, my users, whatever. So that's that's quite simple. But even for them, if you have this one punchline, a catchy punchline to enter your pitch, if you find such a simple image for your product, which works for both sides, so for the pro audience, for the agencies, for the podcasters, but also for any other person who is not familiar with the whole podcaster side, if you find such a punchline, it works for both, that is the best entry for your pitch in my opinion but it's difficult to find this one of course yeah for example i wouldn't know how to do that for any big product really so if you wanted to market facebook without knowing what facebook did yeah i think that's also the the case why you see a lot of startup pitching something along the lines i have the facebook but for something else or i have the Google Maps, but for something else. To have this relation that people can imagine how it could look like, but then you segue to your own domain. And I think we also found something like that. Exactly. We thought, let's phrase it as Matomo or plausible, but for podcasts. And the idea was to focus on the OSS part, the open source part, and the podcast part. So it kind of contains the two components, but the reality was that no one knows Matomo plausible. <laughs> so again, we had to adjust our pitch. Like, why did we mention Matomo plausible? Because they did analytics, but for websites. And they are open source. And we thought that at least technical people would understand. But mostly we don't talk to technical people. And even technical people sometimes don't even know these products. And also not the advantages of them. Even if they have heard of them, they don't know exactly, okay, is it open source? They just heard about that. That's a cool new analytics platform, but they don't know about the, the unique selling point of, of those platforms. And that's why we moved back to the biggest player on the analytics market, and that's Google Analytics. Because almost everyone knows Google Analytics. If you have been somehow in the technical bubble in the startup bubble, bubble, in the media bubble, you know about Google Analytics. And that's why our new approach is to focus on the value that the product brings and not the open source part, at least for the first 
two, three sentences. Now, Google Analytics is, of course, factually incorrect. It's not a good analogy, but people get it. And you can fix the open core part later. That sort of comes as a benefit then. But everyone sort of understands what Google Analytics is for, even if they never used it. And that's a great position to be in. And that's why we ended up with our punchline, Google Analytics for podcasts. It's super simple, but usually people know about Google Analytics. They know about the value of Google Analytics. They know that it's a valuable product. And as a website owner, you need this tool. And that's exactly what we want to build for podcasts. And it wasn't even the first solution in that space. There were analytics tools before, but what Google Analytics did really well was to focus on pro users. They had tools which drilled down even more and had interactive functionality, for example. They had a JavaScript part which you could integrate into any existing website and you would get a lot more information out of the box. You would, for the first time, for example, in my case, I saw a map of my users on Google Analytics and I was completely blown away because it gets you connected with your audience on a way deeper level. So it's easy to integrate, but very powerful. And that's exactly what we want to do. And that is also what we want to provide, for example, to to extract the data from Apple and Spotify, but then based on this raw data to generate new information for you that you wouldn't expect that you see information about their retention, for example. There was also a strong feature at the beginning of Google Analytics that you can see who are your users on the website, who is a returning user, who is a new user, all the, those additional information that was really key at the beginning when doing web analytics. And that's exactly the same what we want to do in the podcast world. In summary, I'm really happy that we attended this pitching session, even though we didn't initially think it would become one. And we learned a lot about how we can market a product, especially open podcast, because really we looked at it from the wrong angle. And you can only find out by pitching a lot. And we will pitch a lot more in the future. And I think that's, that's really important, especially for tech people who are not used to this pitching, that you just try it, you try it again, you try it again, you try it with different people, you see different responses, you see different backgrounds of people. And that's really crucial for developing your pitch to a perfect punchline or pitch at the end that is needed when you really meet an, a potential important customer. Because if someone is interested in general in your product, they will ask the right questions and they will sort of guide you along. And you have to really listen closely to how they respond, how they react to what you say, and then you can cater the information to what they need. So if you find the perfect pitch for a normal person who is not in your target group, then I think you also cracked the puzzle for having a perfect pitch for a potential customer. It's funny because if you look at the most successful products, they refined their pitch over decades sometimes. For example, everyone knows what Google's mission is. Do you know Google's mission? Well, it's not to be the best search engine. It's about sharing information and make it universally accessible, I guess. The point is you don't really have to pitch what Google does. Everyone sort of understands it and it's common sense. You say Google to someone, then they immediately associate access to information through search or maps or whatever. And same for Apple. They say, okay, we want you to be able to access computers, computing everywhere on your wrist 
on your desktop, on the go, wherever. So those companies, they really refined their mission over time. They didn't start with this clear mission. And I guess they did that by pitching a lot and iterating. And iteration is key. Yeah, and now all the startups are using them, right? They built the Uber for nannies. They built the Uber for bicycles. They built the Uber for I don't know what. You can hear those pitches all the time. And it gets the people thinking. If you say, this is the Uber for bicycles, everyone will try to figure out how that looks like. And they will usually have the correct impression. And it gets people excited because they say, well, I kind of like Uber. It solves a real problem for me. And now you solve a problem in a different area. Uber for bicycles sounds amazing. Eventually, I hope that someone builds a Facebook for cats. Probably a bad idea, but... You could, you could do that. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a stupid idea, but... Um, it's just because your cat is, is bored, right? Because nobody plays with it. But I don't know if Facebook for cats would solve that problem. So looking at the clock, it feels like that's a topic we both are really passionate about. Iterating, shaping products, that's fun. But another part of a good pitch is that it's short. It should be something that you can give in an elevator because that's where elevator pitch comes from. So we really have to work on our mission, get back to the drawing board. And we hope that you had some fun hearing about our thoughts on this topic and also fails yeah fails are part of the mission i guess maybe we should also integrate some failures into our pitch at some point like what other products did wrong and that's why you have to start as early as possible don't wait until you have the really big customer that you rely on start small and practice it's the same with product development right you don't you don't develop something for a year and then you show it to first customer the first person you try to iterate and get feedback as early as possible and i think the same holds for pitches anyway that's all for today any final words keep pitching <laughs> keep, keep pitching and if you if you have a better idea than google analytics for podcasts please send us a message we are happy to integrate that as always you can find us on twitter at open podcast dev you can also go to our website openpodcast.dev and we are also on github Feel free to interact. And with that said, see you next week. Bye.